You're listening to Beyond the Stacks from Milton Public Library. Libraries are so much more than books. It's our mission to go beyond the stacks and behind the scenes of your library with community-led content that matters, programming that inspires you, and buzzworthy topics that entertain you. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us for today's episode of Beyond the Stacks. My name's Lisa, and I'm the Teen Services Librarian, and I'm here with an amazing young lady today, Vicki Pike, who is a youth advocate for learning and reading. Vicki, hi, how are you? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm well, thanks for asking. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. It's a real pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for letting me actually come and do a recording here with you guys. I really do appreciate it. Oh, it's our pleasure. And we've actually known each other for a little while. We met uh, back last, I think it was winter, wasn't it, when you were doing yeah. an Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we've been, we've had this in the works for a little while, um, and we're really excited to be able to make it happen today. Yay. All right. So, Vicki, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. I love learning about everything and anything. I also love hiking, water skiing, boating, and I just got my boating certificate this summer, and I'm just working on my deep sea divers certificate as well. I love healthy eating, plus I'm a foodie too. Helping others is also very important to me. Lovely. Sounds like you're interested in so many unique things, which is super cool. I've never been deep sea diving before. What's that like? No, I'm getting my certificate, so I've not been deep sea diving. Mm-hmm. I'm just studying for it right now. Oh, very cool. And is there somewhere in the world that you are hoping to go deep sea diving that inspired you to get that certificate? Um. I would maybe like go deep stabbing somewhere like where it's warm water where I need to worry about taking wearing so many like heavy equipment like wearing like the heavier like nylon neoprene like suits like where it's like mm-hmm. eight mil it just yeah oh my goodness that's yeah that's a lot of equipment yeah so lovely very cool all right so Vicki, you are a student advocate. You're in grade 12 and you feel that being assessed with dyslexia was the best thing that ever happened to you. Could you tell us a little bit about your journey in learning to read and why you think it's such an important skill? I did not start to learn to read until I was 17. I actually could not read my birthday cards on my 16th birthday. When I learned that I could learn, there was no stopping me. Learning for me is like breathing. I can't live without it. It's so important to learn to read just for simple life skills, like reading a menu or reading instructions on a medicine package. I put eardrops in my eyes once and that hurt. Oh my goodness. Not being able to read can cause self-esteem issues, mental health problems and employment troubles and so much more. I'm so happy that I'm learning to read. My life is so much better now. Yeah, that sounds like that's quite a journey that you've been on. But I know even just in the conversations that we've had leading up to recording today and the meetings that we've had in the past, um, that you are so proud of how far that you've come and that that's just really an incredible accomplishment that you should be very proud of. And I know that you are, and I know that all of the people around you are very proud um, as well. And could you tell us a little bit about, you know, maybe what it was like um, or sort of the the feelings that you had in, in sort of not being able to read and and you know for some of our listeners what is that like what does that feel like when you're 16 um and you 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 know feel that you're in a different place from some of your classmates I was at a birthday party and I was unable to read the instructions on a game and she looked at me and she's like can't you read this and I'm like no I can't read it 
and she was like trying to like have like a different perspective of me when she used to look up to me a little bit like a role model but not as much as she did as she usually would she's about five years younger than me and it was shocked like she was like you know like she was taken aback and I was like I was upset when I left but I was just like I went out on with it like I just didn't make it make it feel like a priority like I make it like okay that's what happened like I took it in okay this is what happened go on move on find more things that you can do you know mm-hmm. one of those like I just like went ahead and just moved on and worked with it yeah and I think that takes a very strong person to be able to to do that and I think um, a lot of folks perhaps take reading ability uh, for granted as well and so I'm sure um, that perhaps you've experienced that as well and in your experiences learning to read um, what has that been like for you and how do you feel that you've grown as an individual Until I was 15, I accepted that I could not learn much and that I would never have a career. I was told that I would never get a high school diploma because of my LDs and the program that I was in. Today, I'm learning to read and I'm maintaining honorable grades in all my classes. And I plan to upgrade to university level courses next year. I only need seven more credits to graduate, but I will be staying in high school much longer to upgrade to university level courses because I plan to become a teacher. That's amazing, Vicki. And I know just from having known you for a little time that you are so passionate about reading and teaching and sharing those joys with others that I think you will make a wonderful teacher. Is there a certain grade or a subject that you're excited to teach one day? Um, I actually never really thought about that. Maybe like younger kids so I can actually catch this, you know what I mean, student slipsters, like, you know what I mean, seeing where kids are at, like seeing, okay, this person needs help. You know what I mean? I can catch it sooner than Mm -hmm. being later in life. You know what I mean? Like I can help this person right now and get them right on track. So it won't happen to them where they won't be in a situation like I am right now. Yeah. And I think um, what's so incredible and wonderful about your message is um, how much you advocate for yourself, but you advocate for folks that may have been or are in a similar situation and really wanting to um, make a difference in their lives by bringing, you know, um, notice and attention to, you know, things like uh, reading in schools and, you know, advocating for those that maybe um, don't have a voice or are afraid to speak up and ask for help. And I think that's so, so wonderful. So our next question, Vicki, is could you tell us a little bit about your mission and your advocacy work? So we touched on it a little bit, but if you could give us some more details and tell us about why you're so passionate about using your voice to help other people. I started advocating when I was 15 years old. I was misassessed as MID in grade two, and I was never taught to read or do math. This is why it's so important to do follow-up assessments on young children. The schools had low expectations of me and never challenged me, and because they did not want to set me up for failure, but because they were so concerned about my feelings rather than my accomplishments, I was actually being set up for academic failure in the long run. In grade 10, I insisted on getting a high school diploma, even though I was told I would never be able to get one. It's because of my challenges in getting the opportunity to earn a high school diploma and learning to read that I will never stop advocating for kids like me. 
And I think it's so important to share your story like this. And I, um, I know that that must, uh, you know, feel vulnerable sometimes, but I think in sharing your story, it really empowers others to, you know, advocate for the same things that you are standing up for, but also to let folks know that there are, you know, diverse abilities out there in the world and that, you know, if you put your mind to it, you can accomplish great things. Um, and that doesn't make you less of a person. So uh, we're really excited for this and for you, Vicki. And we're hoping that you'll send us a picture of your graduation when it comes, um, because I know you've worked so hard at this and you deserve so much success. So a few more questions for you, Vicki. So what would you like people to know when it comes to diverse abilities and skills? And why is inclusion and celebrating those different abilities, why is that so important? All because someone has an LD does not mean that they don't have strengths that they can use to help others. In my family, we all have LDs and special needs. We've always survived by building and relying on each other's strengths as a team. Everybody should be included regardless of their abilities. Generally, when someone has a weakness, they have strengths that may be stronger than others. We can always learn from people with LDs and grow as a community together. And I think that's like so wonderful because it makes our community strong, doesn't it? You know, when you have a network of people that uh, care for and support each other and just want to see each other succeed, I think that's really wonderful. And Vicki, so I know we've met you here in the library a few times, but I know that you have used libraries in other places where you've lived. How has your local library helped you in your reading journey? Libraries are magical places where we can develop individually and be inspired and dream too. I used to go to my local library with my tutor for a quiet workspace. I also love reading off my Kobo, which I just got in April, and I'm reading my very first novel off it right now. Plus, I plan to borrow digital books from the library once I am done reading the novel Wonder. Okay, I was going to ask you what you're reading. So it's Wonder um, by it's RJ Palacio, which we have lots of copies of here at the library. Um, Vicki, why did you pick that particular book to start with? Um, why I like reading books that have like a nice storyline, like that, like have like kids that have different abilities. And yes, he does have a little bit of like a learning disability where he like where the way he is and I I just enjoy things like where just the way it flows and it's just nice and it grows as a team like everybody kind of works together a little bit yeah there's a real um sort of lovely sense of like community and belonging that Augie finds yeah. towards the end of this story which is really really cool um we love that book we're big fans of that one here so I hope that you enjoy it I don't want to spoil anything for you but I, you'll have to let me know what you think when you're done I'm 85% of the way through it. Oh, okay. So, and my Kobo says I only have three hours left until I'm finished. Oh, so super excited. No time. Do you know what you're going to read next? Um, I was thinking of reading a different book by someone who actually has dyslexia himself. And he's mm -hmm. been writing a couple of his books. So I was thinking maybe reading one of his books. Cool. Cool. I can't remember the author, but. Yeah, I that's okay. Books, I don't know. Something, my aunt's pulling it up. Yeah, that's okay. It's all good. I feel like um, I have a huge pile, of, like a huge to be read list. And I'm always like, oh yeah, the book with the blue cover, but it's, I never yeah. can remember the title I, or the author. I'm like, I know it, but I can't bring it up right know. now. <laughs> the other day, today I was like, I was talking to my brother with um, 
some singers and he, I'm like, I can't remember the name of the singer. So I'm like, so he's like, tell me what, what kind of songs? I'm like, tell me a verse. I'm like, I'm trying to remember. And then yeah. I said to him, the person with orange hair, he's like, and cheering. I'm like, yes, that the person. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes Jonathan, like the image sticks in our mind. I like to read a book by Jonathan Mooney. Lovely. He's a great author. So I hope that you enjoy it. You'll have to give us your review next time we see you. Absolutely. And I think, and I think that's what's really cool about stories too, is that they're um, such a, a wonderful tool for sharing stories, um, you know, of different uh, experiences, different abilities. Um, and they're such important tools for, for sharing, um, you know, stories that promote inclusion and diversity. And so I think it's really cool that uh, you've been able to connect with, with lots of different stories that kind of help you to tell uh, your story and that are helping you to share your message as well. I think that's super cool. Stories can be really empowering in that way. So... Our next question, um, and I'm excited to hear you speak about this one. Vicki, tell us, what is a slipster and what do you think can help them? A slipster is a term that I came up with less than three years ago. I could not read. And because of that, I invented my own word, slipsters, with two Ps. A slipster is any student who has slipped through the cracks of the education system. Our society is aware of us students at risk and how many thousands of slipsters there are. There are evidence-based literacy programs that can teach us to read in a reasonable time frame, like the Empowered Reading course that I've been doing since September last year with Trillium Demonstration School in Milton. It is our legal right to learn to read in school. All we need is for our government to provide these solutions to all slipsters until we reach our appropriate reading level. After all, reading is a right. If anybody listening is a slipster, or if anybody related to a slipster, please use this hashtag, hashtag save the slipsters. Okay. And if they use that hashtag on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, does that sort of bring them to a community of um you know, similar folks where you can connect yeah. and uh, talk and sort of, you know, have a have a community to be involved in. Yeah, it would create awareness and more like create shows people like look at how many slipsters there are. And it just like it just like gives a real factor. Like it just shows how normal you are just to be a slipster. It's really cool too, harnessing the power of social media to get your message out because so many youth are social media is a huge part of their lives that they access every day. Um, so I think that's really cool. Is that why you came up with the hashtag specifically for social media? Yes, just to have something that can promote slipsters, you know what I mean, as like an actual thing, like it shows how many we are and all in one area and everything. It just like kind of like puts us like in a little bit of a group, but yet we're all the same, like, and we're not much different compared to like other students that aren't slipsters. Yes, we do have some reading difficulties, but us student slipsters, we can relate to you as other students as well that aren't slipsters at all. Mm -hmm. We're not much different. Yeah. And I think that's a really important message too, is to, um, you know, be aware of different abilities, but also to focus on, you know, 
the things that can unite us and the things that promote, you know, inclusion and understanding of what another person's experience might be because everybody's lived experiences is different. So I think that's really cool. And I think using social media is like so neat as a way to do that too. So congratulations. Okay, Vicki. So our next question, what can the community do to support readers like yourself? Help us spread awareness. Follow sites like Ontario International Dyslexia Association and Decoding Dyslexia Ontario to keep in the know of what is happening out there. And for opportunities on how to help support us. For example, I'm in a readathon right now to help raise funds for IDA that is International Dyslexia Association. About 20% of people have dyslexia, and that does not include so many more who have other language LDs. All support is greatly appreciated. Hmm. Lovely. And I think awareness too. So, um, you know, all of the work that you do on your various advocacy committees um, and doing events such as our Beyond the Stacks podcast to kind of help spread awareness and let people know, um, you know, kind of what's going on in their community and what their community looks like and what they can do to help. I think that's really, really important. So my hope is that you will see some uptake um, and tell us a little bit more about your readathon. What does that involve? Um, it involves in, like having fundraisers where I've reached $250 of this month out of sponsors. And so people would donate, like I said, even $5 makes just a big difference. Like it all adds up and everything. So with the fundraising, that's really to the IDA association to help raise funds for students with dyslexia and I'm thinking that's amazing because they're finding tools that can help us different things that wherever they need the money for to help students like me who have dyslexia it will help make a bigger difference because I'm assuming I'm not the only student who's or only person because it could be anybody who could be reading right now for the readathon who's raising funds for IDA which I think is fantastic very cool. Well, best of luck to you with that. It sounds like you've already made an incredible start. So I hope it keeps going well for you. Um, and in terms of, you know, um, research related to, um, you know, literacy and um, how that's taught in the classrooms and curriculum, um, in your opinion, what changes do you think are needed? First, all kids starting in kindergarten need to be taught literacy from evidence-based programs. Second, early screening and ongoing assessments for all students to identify who are at risk of reading failure. Third, there needs to be an intervention plan in place for all students at risk so they can get the help they need as soon as possible. Fourth, save the slipsters. There are older students like me who need help now. There needs to be programs and curriculums in place for all students' slipsters. We need access to these programs until we reach our appropriate reading level. Otherwise, we are at risk of staying slipsters for the rest of our lives. Just to mention a few things. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
All right, Vicki, thank you for sharing that with us. Um, and our last question is we would love to know a little bit more about you. So we've been talking about all of the important work that you do, um, but you had some other things that you wanted to mention as well. So what have you been up to lately? Well, my priority is to work on my reading skills every day. I'm so lucky to be in the Empower Reading program with the demonstration schools for a second year. Also, October is Dyslexia Awareness Month. I've joined my first readathon to support International Dyslexia Association fundraiser. It's awesome because I am reading my first novel independently. I chose a novel wonder and I love it. I also joined the Milton Youth Task Force as an ambassador. Our goal is to get more youth involved in the community and to create opportunities for youth to have fun and to learn new things as well. I'm also building a website to promote awareness around reading difficulties. Please follow me on social media to see once we have launched the website and to support changes in the curriculum to help all students who need to learn to read. You can find me at Instagram, Vicky underscore Pike, spelt like V-I-K-K-I underscore P-I-K-E. And on Facebook, Vicky Pike Uxbridge. Lovely. Well, thank you for sharing all of that with us, Vicki. Um, it's been a real pleasure to speak with you today and to learn more about you um, and about your journey in learning to read. Um, and I know that you will have inspired um, lots of our young readers um, and folks who may also have a learning disability, um, who I know will thank see you, you as. So I really do appreciate Oh, it's absolutely, it's absolutely our pleasure. Now, Vicki, we always end every episode with a little game of this or that. Um, and so I was wondering if you would humor us and play around with, with us today. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. <laughs> yes, we've been chatting about this part for a little while, haven't we? So basically what's going to happen is I am going to give you a this or that uh, to choose from. And we want you to just like rapid fire, tell us the first preference that comes to your head. Okay? Okay. Okay. So here we go. So book or movie? Book. Would you rather eat a whole package of cookies or a whole bag of chips? Neither. <laughs> Neither. All of what would you choose instead? I would choose something like healthy to eat. Like I would maybe oh, choose like maybe right. like fruit. I would eat oh. a whole bag of fruit or. You're good. I would eat your portion of the chips and the cookies. <laughs> I'm great with that. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good system we've got worked out here. Okay. Apple or Samsung? Um, Apple. Apple. Marvel or DC? Um, Either one I'm good with. Actually, I have to cool. choose this or that. So. Marvel. Marvel. Okay. Which is scarier, the first day of elementary school or the first day of high school? Um, I can't remember the first day of elementary school, so I would say high school. Cool. Netflix or YouTube? Netflix. Laundry or dishes? Dishes, because I don't follow the machine. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm sure. <laughs> Fair enough. Comedy or horror? Comedy. Save or spend? Save. Would you rather win an Academy Award or a Grammy? I actually don't really know what those things are. <laughs> oh, it's all good. So Academy Award is uh, like a big award for acting and a Grammy oh. is for singing. 
Academy Award I can't sing whatsoever. Me neither. <laughs> Lovely. Um, are you an early bird or a night owl? I think I'm a little bit more night at times than I am early. Mm-hmm. Uh, Instagram or TikTok? Um, Instagram. Would you rather have wings or a tail? Wings. And last one, which superpower is better, teleportation or mind reading? Mind reading, because then I know yeah. like, what people are thinking and I can avoid things that are happening. <laughs> I think mind reading too. I would like to know what's going on in people's minds. But then I sometimes think the teleportation would be really cool because like my commute at the end of the day would be real fast, you know? Yeah. And you could just be I like, think both of them are kind of like a win in a way. In some right? Areas. Like if you could teleport, you could just be like Paris for the weekend. Why, yes, please. I think yeah. I will. <laughs> but then I said flying, but super about flying. That's true. So you could just fly there. So yeah. if you could teleport or fly anywhere right now, where would you go? Anywhere right now. Uh, like, uh, like you know, sort of outside of the Hawaii scope of what's or, happening in the world. <laughs> Hawaii, or I would like to go see the glowing. Um, there's like this glowing like bacteria that grows on the water that's only three places of the world it's glowing um algae that's like only three places in the world have it and I would go somewhere to see that even oh that sounds really neat I'm gonna have to look this up get me a YouTube video I think and watch Well, Vicki, thank you so much for joining us today. It was such a pleasure to have you on and to chat with you. And we're really grateful um, for you to take some time out of your day to come and spend some time with us on Beyond the Stacks. And we're looking forward to seeing and hearing about all of the amazing things that you're doing. We wish you the best of luck with your diploma and with all of your advocacy work. And we hope that you'll see uh, us around the library soon. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate, you know, I mean, you guys having me on here today for a podcast. I had a fantastic time. I look forward to hearing in the future and I would love to come to the library as soon as everything comes back to normal. And I'm looking forward to staying in touch and thank you so much. Oh, it's our pleasure, Vicki. We look forward to staying in touch with you too. been another episode of Beyond the Stacks. A special thanks to Vicki Pike for joining us this episode, as well as to our listeners for tuning in. We sure missed creating content for you while we were closed, but we're happy to be back at it and hope you're all staying safe and healthy. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts for more content. Stay tuned for another episode next month.